Welcome to the New Wayne Tomorrow podcast, where we explore the creation, development, and work of this county commissioner-sponsored, community-based collaboration. I'm your host, Mickey Usups. Wayne Tomorrow engages our community in a powerful network of people, all pulling together toward a shared vision of prosperity and opportunity for everyone. In these first five episodes, we'll take a closer look at what brought the effort about and how it has developed into a formidable ecosystem. In this first episode, featuring Wayne County Commissioner Brian Smith and Mike Yuretsky, a retired professor from the Stern School of Business at New York University, we'll talk about how worrisome economic trends and the need to bring the community together led to an unprecedented exercise in communal self-awareness. Both were there in the very earliest days of Wayne Tomorrow and share their insights into how it continues to build momentum and begins to have a tangible impact. In episode two, Mary Beth Wood of the Wayne Economic Development Corporation and ad hoc chair of Wayne Tomorrow Proceedings discusses how the wide variety of people from different backgrounds and industries who participated in the project helped create an ecosystem that supports growth and development. We also talk about the self-assessments, as well as the studies conducted by professional consultants that helped give the initiative some guidance and offer directions on next steps, particularly as they relate to financing these efforts. In episode three, we continue to discuss the financial side of Wayne tomorrow with Wayne County's Chief Financial Officer, Vicki Botcher, and Wayne County Community Foundation Executive Director, Ryan Jennings. The two are on the front lines of the financing from grants and cost share to philanthropy and entrepreneurial support. We discuss the ways the county and the foundation work together to tackle this formidable challenge and why trust has become such an important part of the Wayne tomorrow equation. In episode four, we continue to explore the relationship between Wayne County and Wayne Tomorrow with the three county commissioners, Brian Smith, Joseph Adams, and Jocelyn Kramer. Our conversation delves into the relationship and role the commissioners and the various county departments can and should play in moving Wayne Tomorrow projects forward. In the final episode of our primer on Wayne Tomorrow, I talk with Bob Muller Jr. and Jane Bollinger, who both serve as co-chairs for the Agriculture Task Force. We look at why agriculture and the preservation of our farming heritage became a top priority from very early on in the development of Wayne Tomorrow. Now, let's get started with Brian Smith and Mike Yuretsky. So we'll start with Brian Smith, our county commissioner. Brian, why don't you set the stage for us and take us back to 2010. Now, this is when Wayne County completed its last comprehensive plan. For those of you who are listening, a comprehensive plan is conducted every 10 years and is designed to assess where the county is in terms of, well, everything. Population, land use, housing, the economy, transportation, community facilities, and even cultural resources. It also lays out goals and objectives and provides a framework for implementation. But Brian, what did you and your fellow county commissioners at the time, Wendell Kay, and now State Representative Jonathan Fritz, see in that document that really spurred you to action into creating what is now doing tomorrow? So, so to set the stage, you know, I think we have to go back a little bit further than that because when we start looking at 2008 and 2009, and we recognize that at that point in time there was a financial crash that was one of the biggest financial crashes since the Great Depression. Um, that created some necessity to take another look at things, you know, and, and necessity is the mother of invention, right? So, you know, at the time Tony Herzog was there, um, we all sat around and talked about the fact that, um, you know, natural gas was all of a sudden a boon in our county, uh, never was drilled for except for exploratory wells. 
But there certainly were some people who leased their lands. There were people who didn't want to lease land. There were people who were all about it. And there were people who were incredibly against it. And so, you know, the recognition that this may or may not happen at the time was something that uh, we took a look at. And we took a look at the uh, fact that folks were at odds with their opinions. And um, we really needed a way to take the bull by the horns and get past all this. You know, the economic crunch at the time, the, the economic boom that happened in 2009. And, and try to reunite some thoughts and some direction uh, out, of, out of a community who was not at all united. And uh, so we began to think about, you know, all the, all the factors that we saw in the last comprehensive plan. Uh, we began to take a look at the fact that, you know, we had lost American Wire and Road, more business form, Cotts's factory, Bailey's, uh, Chroma Tube, uh, the, the uh, textile industry where people sewed in their home, they made sweaters in their home, that was all gone. At the same time that agriculture was really crashing. I mean, uh, you know, we were going from 1,700 production agriculture farms at the time down to, you know, in the hundreds, the low hundreds. Uh, and currently we're much lower than that. But, but it began at that point in time, the acceptance of looking at a different way of approaching um, being leaders of government. You know, um, there were people at the time who, who continued to think, God, I wish there was another more business forms. I wish there was another Cots's factory. I wish there was another place that 500 people could get jobs. We began to recognize that the world had changed. There was enough of an evolution. That was not going to happen. And there was enough people in the same situation that we knew that we were going to have to take the bull by the horns and create a different pathway forward for ourselves rather than to just hope for another business to land in Wayne County and employ people. So uh, that was really the impetus at the time and the mindset that allowed us to shift gears and go in a different direction. And that's when I met Mike. So we met Mike Yuretsky, who we said is a retired professor from NYU, uh, very knowledgeable about the culture of entrepreneurship, I think is probably, that. that's what I always look to you, Mike, for, for information about. But let's talk about what actually led up to that. So you guys had a conversation over coffee. Let me into that conversation a little bit. What was that like? I mean, were you guys really, you know, visioning or were you just chatting? What was going on that day? Well, so I guess I'll start and, I, and, and I'll introduce Mike. Um, and, and so what happened was I had met Mike in and around the gas industry uh, conversations, presentations, explorations, uh, trying to communicate a little bit about what the pros and cons were while we were at meetings. And, uh, you know, we got friendly and I'm um, always interested in listening to people who are educated and Mike is way more educated than me. Really didn't think we had a lot in common, but he invited me for coffee and found out we actually, you know, with our passion for community and the place that we live, do have a lot in common. So uh, Mike, why don't you uh, jump right in there and tell us what your thoughts were at the time. It's coming from a very different background. I grew up in New York, I lived in the Midwest. I ran the Entrepreneurial Center at NYU. But I was basically a New Yorker. I came up here as your typical weekender, even Friday night, out Sunday. I like pretty love of my brother. And I, with the gas crisis, 
I saw what was going on economically. And I saw a change in my neighbors in the sense that many people were interested in, oh, we're going to get all of this money from the gas companies and that's going to solve all the problems. There were other people who said, not in my backyard. And you could figuratively say, and they were getting ready to shoot at each other. And there were some instances that we're, we're not proud of. I had met Ryan a couple of times and decided, you know, let's talk about how we were all interested in this one community and how do we address the thing, address neighbor to neighbor issues, but also start to talk about how do you grow Wayne County? How do you, how do you provide the seed, the seed corn for ongoing growth? And it's something that we see going on right now. And indeed, one of the points that was made when we got, got together was change is the normal. Change is the one thing that's constant. And it's going to take place. Let's get a structure going where people can talk to each other, where people can learn from each other, and see where it goes. So the early meetings of, you know, we had the, the infamous coffee. And it found, you know, we really had more in common than, than might appear on the surface, given our backgrounds. And, but we had a lot of mutual respect for each other. We, we had different backgrounds, etc., etc. I just mentioned a few minutes ago that I, I have a meeting back in New York tomorrow. And Brian's reaction was, gee, the idea of going to New York for business is something that's very different. Mm -hmm. And so Brian ran with the ball, got together, he and the other commissioners, got together a group of people that looked like they were interesting to work together. And we had a meeting. At that point, I don't remember if we even called it Wayne tomorrow. But we had a meeting with people who were interested in these things. And over a period of time, some people drifted away. Some people got frustrated by things not moving fast enough. Again, everybody's different. But we established an environment in which people talked about problems. And we were always meticulous about keeping it on a very non-inflammatory basis. And so we criticized each other, but it was, we were meticulous without verbalizing it that any criticisms, any ideas were on a non-personal level. It was not, Brian, you're stupid. It was, I disagree with this approach. Let's, tr let's look at it a different way. And sometimes just that change of language in the approach can have a huge impact on the way people interact together. Absolutely. absolutely. Is Wayne tomorrow today what we visualized it when it got started? And the answer is, not really. The problems we talk about are problems that we decided we like to play with and that they were a useful, a useful way to build. Are there things that we could do, we could do that we're not doing? And the answer is, 
curious, but it all evolves. Mm -hmm. And we're at another transient point right now where, unfortunately, COVID had a problem, caused disasters for us and lots of other places. But sometimes out of something like that, you get, you know, hey, let's go back and, you know, for example, I take a look at the food lines. And I've worked the food lines like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So here's a community who recognized it's had a problem and it banded together. And there was guidance from the commissioners that said this positive environment begins. I think I like to look at the situation as we are right now in a slightly different way. And that is, look, on a human humanitarian level, we have a responsibility to make sure that our neighbors are, are, are well. But I think there's another problem we're going to have to look at, and that is, how do you set a structure here so that people don't end up on food lines? Right. Today's problem is COVID, tomorrow's problem is who knows. But the point is, we need an adaptable structure. And it can't be a matter of you know what Mike says or what Brian says. It's got to be community working together. And that really takes us to 2012, when the commissioners put out the first press release, kind of announcing the Wayne Tomorrow Initiative and the bringing of people together, asking folks out there who feel like they had something that they could contribute to this conversation to contact the commissioner's office and get involved. Now, I know in, 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 in pulling those people together, it was a, a clear um, directive that the same thing with you guys, people of different backgrounds, of different experiences, coming at it from a variety of different, both sides of the issue or all sides of the issue, coming together and sitting at the same table. Brian, can you talk a little bit about the the variety and the varied backgrounds of the people that came together during the early days of the, the self-reflection and analysis part of this? Sure. So it wasn't so simple, right? So when we started talking about Wayne tomorrow amongst the commissioners and even amongst our um, own departments within the county, uh, many, many people looked at me and said, this has all been tried before and it doesn't work. But, you know, everything changes and, and that's why we started this to begin with. I come out of an industry, uh, the, the dairy industry, where many of the characters who are out there producing milk are just that, they're characters, right? So. Many of my friends, even that are not in the dairy industry, are characters. But characters all have their pros and cons and different ways of, uh, and different levels of tolerance of, of one another. And, uh, and, and Mike spoke a little bit about it. You know, we asked people who were real characters, and a lot of those characters were leaders, had a lot of friends, people who had a lot of contacts to sit around a table and talk. And, and, and immediately there were some, and some of them were very, very good friends of mine and still good friends of mine who said, I can't sit at the table with that person, I'm not doing it. Well, then those people went by the wayside and people who, who did sit there gained a little bit more of a perspective. And as we went forward and, and we agreed as commissioners that we'd be the whistleblowers, we're gonna bring up some topics that you know are represented on both ends of the spectrum here by different characters. Uh, but we're, we're going to allow the conversation, but we're not going to allow an argument. You know, let's keep it uh, productive. Let's keep it positive. And uh, so it, the people who were willing to tolerate one another, willing to be in that environment, really were able to excel and, um, 
and adapt to where they listen to people, you know, and, and luckily, uh, right off the bat, we all recognize that one place where we had common ground is what we're, and common ground is really what we were trying to accomplish. Let's, let's look at the things that we can all pull on a rope in the same direction and try to accomplish. And, and the way you do that is you create common ground and you create buy-in and you create a, an atmosphere that people are willing to work together because they recognize that a certain venture is something they all agree is worthwhile. So agriculture, um, which is the industry that I came out of was something that fell right into place for us to say, hey, we all need food, we all need to eat, our kids will need to eat, our grandparents needed to eat. Here's some common ground that's created right away that we can work on some issues. And some of the issues we had were agriculture was disappearing. But well, you know, when Mike talks about our differences and Mike talks about the fact that we're willing to sit down and talk to one another, we also relate that even though things are changing in Wayne County, there's a lot of things that the leaders here would like to see remain, like the work ethic that comes out of the industry, like the entrepreneurialism that comes out of the dairy industry or the beef industry, uh, the way people don't, don't necessarily uh, sit around under the security blanket of, I've worked for more business forums for 40 years and I've got a retirement and I drive five miles to work every day and when I get there this is my job and you know uh, with the disappearance of those big factories so went the disappearance of that uh, security blanket and that mindset you know and and to be an entrepreneur and 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 to be able to wake up every day and I guess more importantly to go to sleep every day uh, and not have the security blanket of I know I'm working at this factory and I'm going to be there the rest of my life and I know that will provide for me to, you know, uh, buy a house, uh, buy a car, have a family, put them through college. Uh, that's a mindset that is got to be a lot more adaptable when it's coming from somebody who doesn't have that security going forward, you know, and Mike mentioned the fact that Jobs in the past are, are much, much different than jobs going forward and the change of jobs, the change of, uh, of your ventures are going to be more often and, and they may not even be in a bricks and mortar building. They may be from your own home sitting behind a computer or making phone calls or, or, or going out and pouring concrete, doing things that, that you have to be able to be at ease with um, on an ongoing basis and still be able to deal with that, you know, every day. Um, and my brother, I'll use those as an illustration, they're, they're uh, contractors who pour concrete. So um, they don't know next year exactly where they're going to be pouring concrete, but they feel confident enough that, you know, the work will come, the job is there, and they can provide not only for themselves and their family, but uh, for the people who work for them. And, and that's the entrepreneurial um, advantage that people have in their mind uh, to be able to move forward, adapt, and, and still survive and thrive. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I see in an evolution going forward that Wayne Tomorrow has helped us adapt to. Mike talked a little bit about, you know, the need for people to eat. Uh, when it was extremely bad, there was that need. But now, uh, we've got to work on getting people to accept the fact that, you know, unemployment isn't a way of life. That will, too, disappear. Uh, we need our mail delivered, we need things done, we need people working, and uh, so let's find a way to get back to work and adapt to uh, the new way and, and survive and thrive and, and be those uh, citizens who 
who are part of our community and, and we're all proud of once again. I think there's another dimension to that, Brian. And that is, if you walk down the streets, you see signs saying, we have jobs. You talk to people, they can't get people to work in their store, in their farm, and whatever. How do you reconcile these two? It's a simplistic answer, and it's got a political dimension, and that is, well, unemployment payments are so great that it doesn't pay to take a job. But it's more than that. If you look at any of the studies that have been done, you made reference to pouring concrete. I may be at a point right now where I have the freedom, intellectually and economically, to not take a job, not because I'm making too much money, because, you know, I'm 50, I'm not sure what I want to do next. Mm. But I, I'm reasonably comfortable that I can get food somehow, the community will take care of me. But this is a good time for a career change. This is a good time mm. to do nothing for a year. And so the environment that we have is one that's changing. And that's part of the comment that I made before, which was, you can have multiple jobs. And, you know, I look at my own, my own children, and they're doing things that we never would have considered doing. You know, I jumped ship when I was young. I was, my father is a CPA, was a CPA. I was going to go into his practice, the same as somebody goes into a farm and runs the farm. In my senior year in college, I decided, I hate this stuff. There was no way in hell I'm going into my dad's accounting practice. And so I sat, started writing applications to graduate schools. The objective being, get away from this environment. I ended up going to Ohio State because it was far away and they gave me a fellowship that I could use to support the kids. But I originally applied in the accounting program. I got there and again, fortuitous, my advisor in the first year was given a computer by IBM. He didn't know what to do with it, so he said, you figure it out. And I made inadvertently, without planning, no strategic direction, decided, I like this stuff. And I've been with it for, you know, mm. 60 years. That's, that's a scary number. But the point is, these kind of things are gonna happen more and more right. and more. Yeah. Moreover, it's global. And the communication is different. You have a crisis like COVID, and it changes the economy. It changes the community. People found that they like to work from at home. There's a middle ground, and that is you don't like to, most people who work from at home don't want to work 100% from at home. They want to go into an office, the social, or intellectual growth among people. And just connection. And so it's, a, it's, it's a connection. Mm -hmm. The very conversation we're having about unemployment, people working, people not working, uh, seems like on one level, uh, I, can, I can relate in my life, the answer is simple, right? You go back to work. But 
is very, very much more complex than that because when people uh, do have the opportunity to work from home and they're not driving their car every day, you know, there's an economic factor there of this equation, right? So now we're not buying $150 worth of gas every week. So we see a little bit more money that we can retain from our check. Uh, maybe even we've been doing it long enough that people recognize we don't need two cars, we don't need one car. You know, let Mr. Smith go to work and Mrs. Smith works from home. Now we're not only saving the money from the gasoline every week, which could equate to, you know, three, four hundred a month. Now we're saving the payment on a car. Now we're saving the insurance on a car. All of a sudden you're recognizing that you're retaining a lot more of your income than you uh, were retaining when you were out working every day and you felt like you were accomplishing things. So, you know, the that that those those issues become very, very complex, and, and Mike illustrated some of that. And, and when you peel that onion, you just find more issues and more issues and more issues. And that's what creates the evolution of life, and that's what we're seeing right in front of our eyes. And I think it's been accelerated because of this pandemic. But, uh, you know, things that we deal with on a daily basis uh, in government in Wayne County aren't so simple. And, and the, um, the resolutions of the problems we have aren't as quick as we would like to see them. But the fact is, uh, we're working on it and we have good people sitting around the table trying to do good things, trying to pull in the right direction. And again, uh, that's the atmosphere that I think was created by just sitting down, talking, and creating something over that original cup of coffee. So um, I thank Mike for that. And uh, you know, I thank all the people that are involved today in trying to do good things because I really do believe we have a great community. Uh, that's why the people who have lived here for so long live here to begin with. That's what brings people from other areas who want to come here and live. And everybody recognizes that we not only have to evolve into the future and adapt, but we need to retain those core values of life that Wayne County has brought forward. So uh, that's what we're all about. As successful as we might be, we try to be successful. We are always going to be frustrated. Because no matter how well you do anything, one of the things you come away with is, gee, I could have tweaked that a little bit and done it better. So that target is a constantly moving target. And if it's not moving, you've got an even more serious problem. <laughs> well, I thank both of you gentlemen for joining me today. And I thank everybody for listening. Join us next time when we're going to delve into how we organize all those volunteers and really get everybody to start pulling in the same direction. I'm your host, Mickey Usups. This is Wayne Tomorrow Podcast. Wayne Tomorrow engages our community in a powerful network of people, all pulling together toward a shared vision of prosperity and opportunity for everyone. The Wayne Tomorrow Podcast is dedicated to sharing the story of this county-sponsored, community-based collaboration, which focuses on the projects, resources, and infrastructure needed to move Wayne County, its people, its culture, and its economy into a vibrant future. The program is produced by the Wayne County Commissioners. To listen to this podcast, sign up for our monthly newsletter, get involved, or learn more. Visit waynetomorrow.com. Send us your feedback at waynetomorrow at waynecountypa.gov. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And count on me in the morning.